You're listening to Rewild and Free. This is the go-to podcast for conscious and holistic mother entrepreneurs who are ditching society's to-do list for intentional living, freedom, and abundance while creating impact and legacy in their home and business. If we haven't met yet, I'm Nicole Pazvier, your like-hearted mom friend and biz bestie wrapped in one. I'm an ex-nurse turned matrescence guide and business coach, leading women just like you into the new paradigm, where thriving in motherhood is your birthright and so is a successful and sustainable online business. Keep listening if you're ready to unsubscribe from patriarchal motherhood, bro marketing, and boss babe culture. Because in this space, we use nature as our framework as we move towards feminine embodied business development, cyclical orientation, and slow living. Together, let's rewild and remember as we break free from survival and reconnect to what truly matters. Okay, friend, steep your tea and take the most loving breath you've given to yourself today, and let's go. Hello, hello. I, um, oh wow, my hair is doing its own thing. That's cool. I am about to record a podcast, and I thought, why don't I also go live? Actually, it was the other way around. I was like, why don't I go live? And I'm like, why don't I also record it as a podcast in case some gold comes out of my mouth? Um, so here I am, I have my phone set up, obviously, that's why you can see me, and then I also have my computer, I have GarageBand open, and I am recording what I say. So, I also have my tea, um, my husband Dylan is home today, he was home yesterday as well, he has, um, a couple of vacation days that he needs to use up before the end of the year, and we have no travel plans, unfortunately, so he's just been taking a couple random days, and it's so nice to just have him home. It's so nice to not be solo parenting um, for like, geez, like what, 14, 15 hours straight every day. Um, It's interesting. I've been noticing every month or every cycle while I'm in my luteal phase, which is now I think I'm on day 25 or day 26 of my cycle. I'm good all day like I don't have a ton of irritability I wouldn't even say like I'm PMSing um and that's that's really cool because I used to um so obviously obviously there's been some some shifts and um yeah celebrating that but what I have noticed is basically around like eight or nine o'clock at night I become a different person um specifically in my luteal phase so last night was rough Aubrey still doesn't sleep (laughs) I mean, she does, but like she likes to go to bed late and she likes to sleep in and we cannot for the life of us seem to switch that schedule and like shift it. And that's totally okay. I've kind of surrendered to that's just how it is. And that's kind of her own, her own cycle. And so, yeah, anyways, so she hasn't been going to bed till like 10 or 11 o'clock at night, which means I don't have a ton of time to like wind down after she goes to bed. I'm basically just going to bed when she does, Um, but the days towards the end of my cycle, so like right now, day 20, whatever it is, um, it is, yeah, it's interesting because like I said, around 8 or 9 o'clock, I just become so irritable every little thing starts to drive me nuts um her nails are kind of long like we need to trim them today so last night like anytime she was just like touching me it felt like little like kitty cat claws and she always gets really like jumpy at um nighttime so she likes to crawl all over us and like jump on the bed and like just like roll around and do somersaults and stuff and that's totally fine like we encourage it but that involves like jumping on me And I just could not handle it. I literally 
could not handle it. She also likes to basically play guitar with my nipples while she's breastfeeding. And again, like that's nothing new. She's been doing that forever, like the nipple twiddling. It drives me nuts, but in my luteal phase, it literally like makes me see red. Like I literally am about to like burst out of my skin out of discomfort. And it's weird because basically all day I can be totally fine. And then once that eight o'clock, nine o'clock hour hits, it's like, whoo, can't handle it. Um, so yeah, my night last night was interesting. I literally had to like storm off and lock myself in the bathroom. That is my first lock myself in the bathroom moment as a mother. So I feel like that's like an initiation in itself. Um, and I literally just like sat on the toilet. I think I went pee, but I mean, I didn't go in there to pee. I was just sitting on the toilet and I was just like breathing and like telling myself like, Nicole, you are safe. Like nothing bad is going to happen to you. This is just a lot right now. And if it's feeling hard, it's because it is. I kind of just like <laughs> walked myself through it and I allowed myself to just kind of land in my body and um, connected back to my breath, really just, yeah, like came back to the present moment. And I swear it only took like maybe like five good breaths. I wasn't in there for probably longer than two minutes. Um, and I was able to come out totally not calm, but like I had, I had more patience. Um, and my husband thankfully took Aubrey downstairs and they played for a little bit because obviously she was not ready for bed. But I don't even know why I'm sharing this. I'm just sharing the fact that I've noticed that irritability is way, way worse in my luteal phase, specifically the days right before I'm about to get my bleed. Um, and so, yeah, last night was not fun. And I think the whole reason I brought this up is because my husband's home today on vacation. And so it's so, so good to have him home. Um, anyways, I wanted to um, really just like talk a little bit about... <clears throat> I guess the embodied reset, but more so like why I've created the embodied reset and why I think you might need it. Um, and I think before I even get into that, I think it's important to kind of define the difference between marketing and selling. Um, this has very, very much turned into a conscious marketing program. And it's funny because in the beginning, I don't think that was my intention, but that has that's really what it's turned into because at the core of marketing you need to understand yourself. And so the Embodied Reset truly is an opportunity to dive deep into like self-exploration and really finding out what your strengths are, um, really getting clear on not just what your values are, but actually like your priorities and how you're actually going to take action in alignment with those values and priorities because I think that's there's a big disconnect. We can all say, yeah, like I value this, this, and this. But we, we say we're making these priorities, but we don't actually act with the appropriate boundaries to make sure that those priorities are actually being prioritized. And then we, we kind of walk away feeling either like guilt or shame or even like resentment towards whatever or whoever we didn't set the appropriate boundaries to. Um, or we're just like fucking drained and walking away with a completely empty cup and not being able to show up as the mother or wife or friend, business owner, coach, whatever title you're, you're holding on to, you're not able to hold that role in the capacity that you want to. And again, that just perpetuates the shame, the judgment, the guilt. Um, and you're just never feeling like you are showing up as your best self. You feel like you are kind of like giving B minus, C plus 
work in like every aspect of life. And so, um, yeah, this is where the embodied reset comes in because it's an opportunity to hmm, just actually start to be connected to yourself and know exactly like what you need to fill your cup back up and not in like the fluffy like self-care bubble bath and massage kind of way but in the actual like tangible everyday maintenance kind of stuff like the stuff that needs to become habitual and like daily rhythms and rituals Um, and then the cascade of all of that actually shows up in your marketing because then you end up showing up online with this like energetic glow and this radiance and in your full essence and people are like magnetized to you people just want to be in your space people are like I really like this girl and I can't really tell you why um that's the goal with marketing and so marketing becomes less doing and more being and so the embodied reset is focused on your being um and so within the embodied reset we're going to be talking a lot about like the self-exploration piece but also um I don't love the word slow living because I feel like one, it kind of sounds boring and two, it sounds like something that's super duper impossible as a mom that's like juggling all the things. I was actually inspired by a new friend um, that I started following. She made a post about um, kind of calling out the, the just do less culture in motherhood and I actually really appreciated that and she made a good point that like if we continue to tell moms to just do less... The problem with that is the stuff, like the, the, the balls we're holding, if we start dropping them, the world could literally end. Like, I know maybe not literally, like, but in terms of like our family unit, our family structure, um, and like our businesses and everything else that we are holding and managing, if we drop some balls, there's actually really, really big impacts from dropping those balls. So the whole do less strategy implies like dropping balls or like half-assing some balls and that's not actually super supportive when what we really need is more resourcing from like the ground up so that we have greater capacity to hold all those balls and also back to like the prioritization and the boundaries piece of actually knowing which balls you are prioritizing and setting the appropriate boundaries to prioritize those priorities um yeah that part's important. <laughs> so back to like slow living, as much as I love the idea and I love this, like um, just like the the visions I have of like a very like slow and intentional lifestyle, I get that there's seasons of life where that just really isn't possible. And I think we're heading into one. I think the holidays and Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it is you celebrate is a really busy time of year, especially as a mom, especially as um the person in the household that likely is carrying a lot of like the mental load in terms of like writing Christmas cards or like deciding um, different events and social gatherings that you're going to attend to and um, deciding, not even deciding, but like baking and making sure that you have all the right ingredients and Christmas shopping and all the things. I mean, I'm literally, I can't even think of them right now, but obviously there's a lot that happens this time of year on top of this like pull of like wanting to be really intentional and wanting to stand firm in like your values and your beliefs especially in the sense of 
how you're leading your family, but the push and pull of like obligation to maybe extended family and like traditions that your extended family has always done um, or maybe even like cultural and social expectations like maybe like Santa and like Elf on the Shelf whatever it is like there's a lot of things that I think are pulling at our mama hearts we're like we don't actually know if we want to do this but not doing it actually feels that much harder um that was kind of a tangent, but I think it's important to name that like this time of year is extra busy and that busyness can have almost this negative ripple, I guess, in how we show up online because we end up almost going into like a freeze response. Our nervous system is like, no, there's too much going on. We, we literally just have to like shut down. We are not showing up. It's not safe. Um, and that is super, super valid. That is actually a really appropriate nervous system response. But I think if we can kind of change the goal to be this um, like bottom up resourcing, like almost filling our cup. I have this like visual of like filling your cup up from the bottom. And that sounds so silly because I don't think that's actually possible. But like if if some of our daily rhythms, rituals are not fluffy but actual very real self-care and soul care is just always happening and there's this really really deep intentionality to it um and we're looking at it more of like maintenance instead of reacting or responding um I think it it really sets us up for some busier time of years and it also ensures that it's not changing the way we show up online um and so circling all of this back to marketing and how this plays into marketing um I wanted to speak on like marketing versus selling and marketing being kind of like the building of relationship um and selling being like being in a committed relationship and this is this is actually taken from Simone Soul. follow her if you don't already because she is a marketing genius um but marketing being this relationship building process where it's almost like dating. And so it starts with maybe this really like genuine interest and like flirtatious period. Um, let me pause for a second. Let me like rewind and actually center myself and figure out how I want to explain this. Um, I do want to follow the the dating analogy because it works. So marketing being, yeah, like first date, second date, third date, maybe even like six months worth of dating, maybe a year's worth of dating, depending on when a client actually decides to hire you versus selling being they've hired you. Now you're actually in this committed relationship where you have the... Um, there's like that transaction, right? So they've likely paid you, but now you are committed and devoted to giving them something just like they are committed and devoted to compensating you in some way. So there's like that transaction and there's that commitment versus marketing is that relationship build. So what's important in marketing is building that trust and building that connection. And part of building trust and building connection is really showing up as your like full authentic self. And this doesn't necessarily mean like airing your dirty laundry on the first date. And we can kind of think of 
Instagram maybe as the first date and then maybe like email marketing or like other like forms of long form content like blogs and podcasts more as like second third date um so like when we're showing up on Instagram we're showing up in our stories and in our content it's really important that you aren't performing like you don't want to um again I want to be careful on the example I give but like if you were um I don't know like I it's funny because I've literally I've my husband and I started dating in grade nine and have basically been together ever since so like my dating game was never strong and I don't have a ton of experience in the dating world but I imagine that when you're dating and when you're kind of like looking for potential people to commit your life to um it's really important that you are showing up as your truest self hi Aubrey hi hi I'm doing an Instagram live and recording a podcast all at the same time because your mom is a badass rock star. Do you want to sit with me? Or do you want to go find dad? How about you bring this to dad? Well, this is awkward because this is a live, so I can't pause it. Can you go bring this to dad? Does dad even know you're up here? You're not wearing any clothes, so I don't really want you on... Okay, take a pen. Go bring that to dad. Go bring that to dad. Okay, bye. Go bring that to dad. Here, do you want to bring this to dad too? No. Yeah, go bring this to dad. <laughs> bye. Bye. Um, yeah, so dating. Marketing. Marketing like dating. Um, you wouldn't like show up to your first date completely like dressed and acting as someone that you're not just to try to impress the person that you were going on a date with I mean and maybe you would but you probably shouldn't um I don't think that's how you actually like form long-term relationships um and you also wouldn't try to like get them to propose to you or even like get them in bed with you the first night again maybe you would I mean maybe the connection the sparks the chemistry is there but usually it takes some time and so when we're looking at like the marketing versus selling analogy it's the same thing like marketing is very different than selling they are two separate things and it's important that we aren't rushing the marketing process and it's really important that we are nurturing the marketing process and we can only do that if we are actually nurturing ourselves and we can only do that if we actually know ourselves and we are able to express ourselves and embody ourselves hence the embodied reset because I think for many including myself it is so so easy to start showing up um, just kind of on autopilot and making actions based off of like obligation and all the shoulds of like oh well I should post consistently or I should um, make um, I should show up in stories today or I should be writing an email or um, even worse like kind of outsourcing your strategy and your results to external people um, people that you likely trust and look up to but those people's strategies might not actually fit in with one year season of life and to your nervous system's capacity so all of that stuff really needs to be looked at and there's a lot of nuance when we're talking about how to consciously market and show up in an embodied way um, I feel like I just went in a ton of different directions and I think as soon as I go on Instagram live this always happens oops um Hello to everyone that's here. Um, 
Kim. You said she sure is. I don't know what you were referring to. Maybe Aubrey. Um, oh, maybe Simone. That might have been from when I commented on Simone Soul. Um, okay, what else do I want to share here? So marketing versus selling. I think the gist of it is just the importance of kind of slowing down the marketing process. Not even like slowing it down in the sense of literal time but slowing it down in the sense of removing the pressure and removing the expectation and attachment to outcomes. So again, if we look back at our dating analogy, when you're going on like a first and second, third date with someone, maybe you are starting to meet their friends and their family. Obviously, there might be that like desire and that hope and that wish that this relationship works out. But that commitment isn't yet there you're still building trust you're still building that connection and forming that intimacy and so I think marketing is no different where we can't necessarily have the expectation that we're for sure going to get married that we're for sure going to get to jump in bed with this person um, and like third base home run whatever it is in the baseball analogy (laughs) we need to take it slow and we need to like it's like this this Um, beautiful dance between two people right it's not just you calling the shots and I think that's another piece that's kind of missing in the marketing world is putting a ton of pressure on ourselves. to um, I mean we do kind of need to take the lead and we need to be bold and we need to speak our truth and like clear is kind so being as clear as possible with um what you're available for in terms of like, hey, this is this is what my offers are. Um, this is what I have that might help you. This is how I can contribute to our relationship. Um, but it's also cultivating that space, that safe space for genuine connection, which includes like communication and conversation and community building and again, not having that expectation or attachment to outcome that there is going to be a transactional commitment a sale at the end of it even though like yes sales are the goal I don't want to I don't want to dismiss that like obviously selling is the goal but I think if the marketing is done consciously and in an embodied way in an authentic way in an in a way that is in integrity to your values of literally life but also just like your brand and your business then the sales start happening very organically Um, and they start happening with the right people I think that's another thing that ends up happening is when the marketing is very forced and very like ego driven instead of heart-led that's when the sales become incongruent and like out of alignment and you start ending up potentially working with people that aren't actually your ideal client you start kind of getting stuck in this like scarcity mode of like well anybody is better than nobody and you start kind of maybe you have like a group program for example and you start filling it with people that weren't actually your right people but you wanted the numbers Um, or this might also look like undervaluing your services so maybe lowering the cost of something or maybe from the start setting a low cost out of fear of people not joining or out of this is a big one feeling like you need to be accessible to everyone could you imagine if when you were dating you um 
I can't even think of an example, but if you did something because you were trying to um, just like <laughs> be able to be proposed to by the most amount of people, like that wouldn't actually work. You only want to be in a long-term relationship with your person, with someone that you feel safe around, with someone that you are connected to. Um, anyways, that analogy probably got a little bit carried away. I hope I'm making sense. Um, it's so funny going live is always so distracting distracting for me um there's just a lot on the instagram screen and then of course like as people are chatting which i love i love to see you guys here um it's just so different than if i was just recording a podcast and i'm like i said i have garage band open right now and i can see that we're already at like 25 minutes and i don't even know if i've talked about anything important so thank you for listening this far I think my main message here is really just honing in on the importance of that conscious marketing piece. And that conscious marketing piece stems from being able to show up in an embodied way. And being able to show up in an embodied way stems from being able to be authentic with your true self. But you can't show up as your true self if you don't know your true self. So it it all kind of circles back to the self-exploration piece. Um, and really, really, really getting super clear on just what makes you tick. Um, And so, like I said, that's partially looking at like values and um, priorities and and boundaries in terms of filling your cup up, but it's also starting to get clear on like what your desires are, what your vision is, where you're actually trying to go, what kind of business you're actually trying to build, what you have like the capacity and the availability for, not just in terms of availability on your calendar but like in this season of your life so like for example like even though I could make space on my calendar to potentially have clients every single day this season of my life doesn't actually support that and that wouldn't actually make me happy because in this season of my life being a mom and getting to stay home with Aubrey all day is my priority and that is actually part of what fills my cup up to a certain degree when I'm not in my luteal phase um um, what else do I want to say on that um I guess like where the embodied reset ties into all of this which by the way pre-sale is ending today so if you are kind of on the fence if you've been thinking about joining um if you like to save money and if you want a one-on-one call with me today is the day to sign up if you're not quite sure yet you need some more time to think or you have some questions for me um by all means take whatever time you need I will be opening registration up or extending registration or keeping registration open. I don't know what the right way to say that is until probably January 2nd. Um, But the price does go up starting tomorrow. So just keep that in mind. Um, But yeah, where the Embodied Reset ties into all of this is we are going on this massive deep dive, this massive like self-exploration and starting to really hone in on our strengths and our desires and building our business from those things, but also in alignment with what our values are in terms of like life and family and making sure business fits into that, not the other way around. Um, And also like tying in motherhood and the big shifts around identity and self-worth and um, just like that constant... um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like 
the push and pull, like the the duality and the big extremes within motherhood, like how to actually harness some of that and allow it to actually be an asset in our business. And then one of the biggest things that I haven't even talked about yet that's part of the embodied reset is really starting to pull in um, cyclical orientation and cyclical living into our business creation and into our marketing. Um, that was another piece about conscious marketing that I didn't touch on is this like cyclical nature of it um, and really uh, just like deconstructing the more mainstream marketing, the bro markety boss baby vibes of constantly being on um and really that is like a symptom of the patriarchy in my opinion so it's kind of dismantling some of that and starting to just kind of be showing up online in in line with our bodies natural rhythms but also like the cycle of creation um and understanding that like the way creation moves through each of us is slightly different um and getting clear on what that actually looks like. So I have literally like a 28-page um, journal created to start just noticing the patterns that are happening in terms of how creation moves through you. And again, being able to use that almost as data um, because I'm a big believer of becoming a lifelong student to your own inner world. So using some of that as data in terms of how you show up in your business and in your marketing and in terms of building that relationship with future clients um, before you can make the sale. So yeah, I think that's it. Um, my tea's probably getting cold because I forgot to drink it. Mm. And now we're at like 29 minutes. Thank you all for being here. I will, um, I don't know, I will talk to you guys again. Have a lovely day. Okay, before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you were thinking of anyone while listening, please send it their way. And if anything resonated with you or you love these conversations, please subscribe and leave a review. This really helps the podcast algorithms um, put my show in front of more people just like you. And the last thing, I would love nothing more than hearing from you. So say hi, DM me on Instagram, and give me a follow at Nicole Pazvier. Until next time.